0: I'm too old to do blank, not an excuse. We can either tell ourselves that it's an excuse, or we can tell ourselves that's the reason why we need to get moving now. It's not, this is my reason why I can't do it. It's watch me do this. That's the difference. Welcome to Rising Father Podcast Episode 2, everyone. We're rolling on. We're moving on. Today's podcast is all about thoughts that men have that make them fall back in life. Thoughts that men have that hold them back, that keep them from achieving, that all of us have. Many times we have negative thought patterns that keep on replaying and replaying in our heads that keep us from achieving and sometimes make us self-sabotage our goals and things we want to do in life. So a lot of these were brought to us from our various Instagram and Facebook communities. And we took a survey, we said, what are some thoughts that you have people that you know, have or that just men in general have, that hold them back and keep them from achieving what they want to in life. And a lot of these are from those, some of these are from my own life, from people that I know. But we have some really interesting ones. And I looked up a lot of um, quotes that have to do with a lot of these thoughts that people have, I'm going to be referencing a book called Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Now, this book is a life changer. There's some books that are just complete life changers. Rich Dad Poor Dad is one. Um, this is another one. There's a lot of other ones that I could go on a tangent, but I'm not going to. So this book is called Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Um, it's on Audible. There's a an audio version. I highly recommend you take a listen to that or read it. It is a life changing book. It's all about how to see yourself better. Okay, it has a talks about plastic surgeons and the the um, what they go through working with people and how they see themselves differently. Sometimes they do sometimes they don't. There's a story in there about sometimes people get plastic surgery, and they look completely different. But because of the self image they have, they see themselves as the same. So the plastic surgeon can completely change someone's face, but because they have this strong mental image of who they are, to them, they look like they're the same person. So really, really interesting book, and I'm gonna be referencing quotes from that book throughout this episode of the podcast. So the first one I'm gonna talk about is the thing that we tell ourselves that a lot of fathers, a lot of guys in the 30 to 40 year old, 50 year old range tell themselves is, I'm too old to start. You know, I can't do that thing. I can't start that project. I can't start that business. I can't lose that lose that weight. I can't start that skill or hobby. I'm too old. Now that is a flat out lie. And i am gonna give you some examples of amazing successes that happen from men who are later on in their years, you can be any age and start anything. I know from my own experience. I you know I started jujitsu jiu- at 32. There's guys in my gym who are in their 50s and 60s who are starting. There are guys who just got their black belts that are 60. It happens all the time. No matter what age you are, you can start anything. The only thing that's stopping you from doing that is what you see yourself, how you see yourself. Do you see yourself as someone who can start something, or, are you making, or did you just give yourself 10 reasons as to why you can't do it? That is the only thing that's stopping you. So I'm too old to start is an excuse, is a reason, is a thought that so many of us have replaying over and over and over again in our heads that keeps us from achieving. Here's a couple examples of people that didn't let that stop them. Gladys Burrell um, ran a marathon when he was age 92. Okay, 92 years old, ran his first marathon. Colonel Sanders started KFC when he was age 65. Okay, I know, I know so many guys who are, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, and they have the attitude of, man, you know, I'm getting old, starting to slow down. You know, I, I'll talk to them about, hey, let's we should get together and do this. Oh, I can't I got kids, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm old man now moving slow in their 30s. John Glenn went to space at age 77. Noah Webster. Um, He was a lexicographer and a language reformer. He is often called the Father of American Scholarship and Education. It took him 28 years to complete the dictionary, and he finally published it at age 70, okay? Um, At the age of 72, Swan became the oldest person to compete in the 1920 Summer Olympics. His best results were in the team competitions, a fourth place in the single-shot running deer event and a second place in the double-shot running deer contest. So 72 years old, competing in the Olympics. And with a silver medal, he became the oldest medalist of all time. So I'm too old to do blank, not an excuse. We can either tell ourselves that it's an excuse, or we can tell ourselves that's the reason why we need to get moving now. It's not, this is my reason why I can't do it. It's watch me do this. That's the difference. If you've ever followed David Goggins, if you're following Rising Father, you're probably following David Goggins. Um, he he has a um, he's a great book. Can't Hurt Me. If you've watched any of his interviews, he talks about it. You know, he talks about how he was really overweight as a Navy SEAL, and for him, he changed his mentality. He changed the thing he told himself. Instead of tearing himself down, telling himself that he was a fat slob, in his words, he told himself, "You know, I'm going to someday tell my se- tell other people, look what I overcame." not these are my reasons for underachieving someday I'll be able to tell people look what I overcame I was 250 whatever he was I was 250 pounds and now I'm a ripped navy seal I'll be able to tell someone that one day that's going to be my story my story isn't going to be the guy who quit my story is going to be I'm the guy who went from that low point to this high point if you're at a low point right now it doesn't have to be that way a year from now You could do exactly what David Goggins do you could rewrite your story, you can rewrite the narrative you tell yourself, you could be the guy who says in a year, man, look what I overcame this past year. Look what I did. I was 300 pounds today, a year from now, I'm 200 pounds, I lost 100 pounds, I was flat broke. Now I've got a successful business, anything. Second one, you're not good enough. We all tell ourselves that sometimes that just happens, you know, especially guys, a lot of times, you rag on yourself so much. um, It's just kind of a normal part of growing up with guys, a lot of our guy friends, we just tear each other down, tear each other apart, in fun and jest. But sometimes that language can get in your head. And whenever you're constantly comparing yourself to other people telling yourself, you are not good enough, that gets in your head, and you start to believe it. And especially if you have children, if you have to be so careful with the language you use, because if you use any type of language like that with your kids, that is, that just cuts them up and tears them apart on the inside. You have to be so careful with your kids um, in the language you use, but this episode is mostly about not our kids, it's about us. So one little passage here from psychocybernetics that I'm gonna read to you, it's titled, You Are Not Your Mistakes. Self-acceptance means accepting and coming to terms with ourselves now, just as we are, with all our faults, weaknesses, shortcomings, errors, as well as our assets and strengths. Self-acceptance is easier, however, if we realize that these negatives belong to us. They are not us. Many people shy away from healthy self-acceptance because they insist upon identifying themselves with their mistakes. You may have made a mistake, but this does not mean that you are that mistake. You may not be expressing yourself properly and fully, but this does not mean you yourself are no good. Who we are as people is a deep, sacred, spiritual thing. Who you are as a person, your consciousness, your spirit, your emotions, who you are, your physical being, the mistakes you've made aren't you. They they are actions that have happened in the past. They're things that you have done, but they are not who you are. Who you are is what you decide to do now. That is who you are. Number three, thoughts that tear men down. Um, people will laugh at you. That's a huge one. Um, I know so many people. I was going to, you know, and this, is, this podcast is all about us. But a, a story about my son, um, you know, he was dealing with something at school where he was afraid to, he's a natural dancer. He's the best dancer I know. He's the most entertaining, hilarious kid I know. But he was afraid because some of his new friends would make fun of him whenever he was dancing, okay? He was afraid. He didn't want to dance anymore. He was going to turn off this huge part of his personality because kids were laughing at him. So that was a huge thing because especially as a boy, um, you know, this this got me when I was a kid. My parents tell me that I danced all the time. And I had, you know, two older brothers, they made fun of me, you know, but I let it get to me. Okay, I probably stopped. Maybe I'd be, you know, a professional dancer. now. probably not. Just kidding. Um, but he didn't want to dance anymore, because his friends were making fun of him. And the truth was, his friends were just very self conscious, and probably jealous, and probably wanted that self expression that Nathan had, and they couldn't do it themselves. Okay, so my job as his dad was to build him up and reframe that narrative. So I told him Nathan, you being a dancer, that is what everyone wants to do. Everyone wants to be a good dancer. I told him I want to be as good as a dancer as you your friends want to be as good as dancer as you. If they're saying anything to you about dancing, it's because they want to do it and they can't do it. You have to understand that whenever you're dancing, people look at you and they want to do what you're doing. And through repeated talks like that, he was able to overcome that and we were able to reframe that issue he had. But yeah, people will laugh at you. I struggle with that. We all struggle with that. I've thought of many things I've wanted to do. You know, Rising Father's a new brand of, you know, me putting even this podcast me putting myself out there. Hey, what if someone thinks you're stupid? What if someone laughs at you? What if you know, you make a post, and people laugh at you? That's that goes through my head that goes through everyone's head. If you're Um, new to any type of business or, you know, social media, or you're starting to put yourself out there for the first time, that probably cuts off, you know, 75% of people, what will other people think, people might laugh at me, it doesn't matter. Okay, no one thinks about you as much as you do. That's something I had to get through my head. No one thinks about you as much as you do. So especially if you're like a middle school kid, if you're in high school, The social dynamic is so important to you. that's the only thing you think about. You think that everyone you see that's looking at you is thinking about you. They're not everyone's thinking about themselves. And once that clicks, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter as much. Um, Here's another story from psycho cybernetics. There was a salesperson who felt intimidated when calling the big shots. So the important people you know, the big ticket clients. So Maxwell Maltz helped him overcome his fear and nervousness by asking him would he physically get down on all fours and crawl into his superior's office and prostrate before them. So he was asked the salesperson, would you do this for that person? The guy said no. He asked, then why do you mentally cringe and crawl before them? If you wouldn't physically do this, then why are you doing this to them in your mind? Why do you mentally cringe and crawl before them? Maltz then asked, would he go into his boss's office with his hand extended out like a beggar and beg for a dime to buy a cup of coffee? Certainly not, the man said. Maltz pointed out, is he not essentially doing the same thing when he goes into his boss's office? You walk in overly concerned with whether they will approve of you. Can't you see that you have your hand begging for their approval and acceptance of you? It's all in his head. With this insight into his plight, the salesman saw how he could change his mental image of himself and become more assertive with his higher-ups. Wonderful story. Number four, another thing people, another thing that stops, another thought that stops guys from achieving. You're not going as fast as blank, why try? Once again, it's plagued me plagues a lot of people who try something new, say you had momentum, and then it stopped, and someone else starts going faster than you, you know, that's a soul crusher. Or maybe you're, you know, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get in shape, you join a CrossFit gym, for your first time, you and a buddy join the same time, but then your buddy starts, you know, losing weight faster than you getting stronger, faster than you, you can do more pull ups than you faster than you. For whatever reason, a lot of us think, well, I'm not going as fast as that person. I shouldn't even try, I should just stop, as if somehow that has anything to do with you. You know, if you try your hardest for one year, one year from now, you're going to be vastly better than you are right now. That thought alone is enough. That thought alone doesn't encompass anyone else. If you worry about other people, you know, you could do the exact same thing, you could have one year of growth, and someone else could have more growth than you that didn't affect your growth you still had vast amounts of growth. Someone else could have no growth. That also didn't affect your growth. But it's so easy to get caught up in the comparison game, especially with social media as wow, this person is doing this. So I'm going to quit because I'm not going that fast. If I'm not going that fast, I'm doing nothing. No, it's where were you starting? Where are you now? Were you making progress? When you go to the gym, you see you know, guys who are ripped and strong and benching 300 plus pounds. It's easy to think, well, I'm not that. So why am I even here? You don't know that they've been lifting for 20 years have a nutritionist and, you know, are dialed in. If you just started last week, you're on different parts of your journey. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Number five, you're going to fail. How many of us have thought that anytime we try something new, you're going to fail. For whatever reason, a lot of us have that playing in our heads whenever we try to do something new. It could be repetitions of comments made to us by family and friends throughout our past. It could be our subconscious image of ourselves, downgrading ourselves. You know, it could be our subconscious trying to protect us from from the risk. But a lot of us have that soundtrack playing in our heads whenever we wanna try something new. You are going to fail. And what the step one is hearing that sound. So say next time you try something new to so say, you know, oh, next week, I'm going to I want to start a, an internet brand, I'm gonna start a golfing brand. And I'm gonna create this within I bet you within the first minute, you're gonna have thoughts jump into your head, like, oh, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work out. Why would you do that Golf Digest is out there making millions of dollars? Why would you start a golf brand? Oh, that's not, you know, you're gonna get six months into it, go broke, and then you're gonna fail. It's yourself talking to you, you know, that is your subconscious. Those are other people's thoughts that they've had that just rotate in your head. But you are going to fail can really derail any progress that you make. A quote from psychocybernetics that has to do with this is, the greatest mistake a man can make is to be afraid of making one. That means you are stuck in place. You're so frozen with fear. So the fear of failure is so keeping you stuck that you do nothing. So you are afraid of making a mistake, and that is the biggest mistake of all. Number six, I don't know enough to start. Guess what? I bet if you interviewed lots and lots of successful business people, they would say, guess what? I faked it till I made it. I said I knew enough, and then I found out. I accepted that job from that client, and then found out how to do it, and then delivered, and then worked my ass off. I bet that most successful entrepreneurs and business people would say, I didn't know enough and I just did it. Okay. That is the truth. I know personally a lot of very successful internet business people who made, you know, who are millionaires now, who started their agencies with one client, you know, and they delivered, which is why they're successful now because they accepted the client and then they found out how to do an amazing job at that job and then that person referred someone then that person referred someone and then they just exploded it happens all the time so not knowing enough to start is an excuse you know the perfectionist the perfectionist attitude sometimes we use that to flatter ourselves like oh i'm a perfectionist i got to wait 4 weeks to start this because i got to have all my ducks in a row really or are you a perfectionist or are you just afraid or are you just deep down scared that something might go wrong? Are you that good? Are you that detail-oriented? Or are you just afraid of failure, afraid of the unknown? Happy wife, happy life someone submitted. And yeah, I agree with that. My wife agrees with that too. She agrees that happy wife, happy life is a horrible thing that guys say. That came about probably in the you know, the sitcom era where the dad was a bumbling fool. And but I hear so many guys say that. And they don't say it with a grin, they say it with a frown and a forced smile, happy wife, happy life. Because what that means is that you're putting everyone else before yourself. And in theory, that sounds great. But I don't I truly believe that for a man to be happy and fulfilled he has to have a mission, he has to be taking care of himself, and he has to be the best he can be. I don't think that, I think that a man will be the best father and husband they can be if they are being the best person they can be. Okay, that's what I personally believe. And happy wife, happy life doesn't jive with that. Okay, it could in some sense, but the way most guys use it, it's, you know, if you have a guy that says it all the time, what it ends up sounding like is their wife is just taking advantage of them and they're just beaten down. Really, that's the mutterings of a beaten down man. Happy wife, happy life. Okay, that to me that sounds like, okay, make sure one part, one half of the equation is perfect and the other one is pure service. That doesn't work well for a relationship. Both, it's a give and take on both sides. Both people, the husband and wife, need to let each other do things, let each other pursue passions. There were some people in our Facebook group, the guy who put that said, this is what a lot of guys I knew I know say, but me and my wife don't do that. And I said, same here, me and my wife don't do that either. We both let each other go on trips with our friends. It's not a big deal to us. We do that ever since our kids were born. And, you know, I would go out on golf outings with my friends when my kids were uh, when, you know, my son was a couple months old. And um, some of my, my wife's friends would say, Oh, my goodness, how do you let you? Why do you let your husband do that? How can you allow him to do that? And that pure word allow let shows the issue in their marriage. That's the because the husband says, happy wife, happy life, you know, and then they kind of they say it with a defeated look on their face. Okay. And guess what? It's not just one way you know, my wife, Sarah, she goes out with her friends. She has friends that come home every year from from across the country, they go out to cabins, they do weekends, they do girl time, you know, they have their own thing, she has her own um, parts of her life that she is doing not professional development, but she's trying to grow in a lot of areas of her life. And I encourage that. I'm trying to grow in areas of my life, and she encourages that we both know that we are both happier and both love each other and like each other more when we're pursuing our own individual passions. That's the truth of it. If I didn't get to do jujitsu, I would be a much more miserable husband and father. If she didn't get to pursue her business, she'd be a much more miserable mother and wife. Because we let each other grow in our individual passions, we are much more pleasant and loving to each other and to our kids. So, happy wife, happy life doesn't jive with that with me. You can start tomorrow. Yeah, a lot of times we say that. We say, we're going to, yeah, we are going to start eating healthy. Okay. When are you going to start eating healthy? Tomorrow. Almost never happens. If you are starting tomorrow, you're not starting, you are waiting. So, if you say, I'm going to start blank tomorrow, you're not starting, you're waiting. So, you should say, If someone says, when are you going to start eating healthy? You should say, I'm waiting until tomorrow, not I'm starting tomorrow. Because if it was a priority and you want to really make something happen, you do it right now. Because as we all know, I'm starting tomorrow turns into, oops, something came up unexpected, so I'll do it the next week. And then, oops, yeah, I feel differently now than I did last week, so next month will be the perfect time and then before we know it, a year passed. And that's just a vague memory of who we wanted to become, who we wanted to become is now just a ghost. And that is now gone. And all that can happen. That's happened to me. You know, I um, have gone through different phases of being healthy and unhealthy. But there's definitely been some some low points where I remember having bad mental battles with myself saying, Okay, yeah, tomorrow, I'm going to go on this diet. And then three months pass. Because of all everything I just mentioned. And oh, you're a changed person. You have to do it right then, right there, because you have control over right now. You don't have control over tomorrow. You have control over the rest of your day. Not even. You have control over this moment. So if you say, I need to change my life, I have to get in shape. You have to do something right now. You have to get down, do some push-ups, show yourself that you're serious because you can you have time to do push-ups right now. You might not have. Time to do push-ups tomorrow You have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow You don't have control over tomorrow You have control over today Um, Why me? Someone put Why me? Whenever you say why me To me that means The universe is Picking on you You know Things are happening to you You're not happening to things You know You're existing in the world You're like a rudderless ship Just being You know Shook around by the waves You're just a rudderless boat being knocked around wave to wave. Whenever you say why me? That's what that means to me. It means that people are making decisions that are impacting you and you're reacting, instead of causing reactions. Next one, I'll be happy after blank. So there will be a time in the future where you'll be happy if you only did this thing, you would be happy. Whatever's happening around you right now, you're sacrificing it because in the future, if this thing happens, everything will be different, and you'll be happy then. From psychocybernetics, One of the commonest causes of unhappiness is that people are attempting to live their lives on a deferred payment plan. They do not live nor enjoy life now, but wait for some future event or occurrence. They will be happy when they get married, when they have a better job when they get the children through college, when they have completed some task or won some victory, only then will they be happy. And that's a lie. The truth is, if you do not practice happiness, and if you're not happy in your own head, you know, the space that you fill every single day, then you will never be happy. If you can't fix that, if you can fix that, you can. An event isn't going to make you happy. You have to be happy with who you are and the headspace you're living in. Next, the risk of a new career change is too great. That probably affects most guys in the world. We stay in a job that we don't enjoy, that's safe, that has benefits, but that kills us on the inside. And what happens, that just turns us into miserable men. That is the case for so many men across the world. That can really kill you on the inside and it keeps you stuck where you are and it stops you from attaining the goals and dreams that you have. It's not always attainable to quit your job. You should do it at the right time. You should do it after you've built something. So if you're planning on quitting your job, you shouldn't just do it randomly. You should do it maturely, responsibly, and with a plan. You might say, okay, three years from now, I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to start building this asset right now that's going to pay off three years from now you know, I'm going to start learning the skills for this job that will pay off two years from now, then I can quit my job. Because especially if you have a family, you can't burn the ship and not be able to make your mortgage payment. Okay. That's why so many people who are building businesses outside of their full time job are awake to the wee hours of the night, doing that after their full time job. You know, you're nine to five, is whenever you're paying the bills, and planning on what you're going to do whenever you get home to build your empire. Okay, so all that stuff happens whenever you get home or before you go to work. That's whenever you do the real work to, um, to land your dream job or to build that business that you've always been wanting. But yeah, um, the risk of if you're not willing to take that risk, then you're risking staying where you are forever this is where you are supposed to stay. This is the role that you are supposed to play. So that's just negative self talk, that some people tell themselves that whatever they're doing right now, that's where they should stay forever. And that's who they are. So basically, that's the mental image you have of yourself, whatever you think you are. um, That's who that's what you're acting out. After a father and husband and employee, who am I? Someone put that in the Facebook group. So after I'm a father, A husband an employee what's left? Is that all I am? For some guys, the answer that they tell themselves is yes, because those things take up 100% of their time. That's why it's so important for guys to have other things they do. That's why it's so important for guys to have skills and hobbies and to find fulfillment in other things. There will be a day when your kids go off to college. If your life is 100% your children, then That means your life is going to end that time and you're going to be you're going to be scrambling to find some meaning. If your life is 100% your wife um, and things go south, then you're going to be scrambling to find meaning. Or whenever she's off with her girlfriends for the week, you're going to be depressed and anxious because you have nothing else going on. We all have to have things that we do that we love. You will look like a fool. That's kind of like the other one that someone said people will laugh at you. Um, we all have that going through our head. You're going to look like a fool if blank happens, if you try to do this. And basically, at some point, we get to the point where we just say, I don't care. What I want to achieve is more important than looking like a fool, than some people. If I look like a fool, it's okay if my outcome is achieved. Eventually, you'll get to that point, hopefully. Some people live their whole lives in fear of doing nothing, not never stepping out onto the ledge. Hopefully you are not that person. But if that keeps you stuck in place, just that imaginary audience that's watching you, that imaginary group of people who are judging and calling out whenever you try to do something, if you live your life in fear of that, then it's going to be really hard for you to try anything new because you're just going to be trying to impress and please these people who aren't real and who aren't thinking about you, but once again, it's only you creating the scenario that's not that's not real. Um, from Maxwell Maltz's Psychocybernetics, the most liberating of all thoughts is disregard or disconcern for what other people think. Next one, I cannot show emotions; they need me to be strong. So I think that depends on. There's a wide range of possibilities with that one. You know, if you're a stoic, old-fashioned dude who never shows any emotions and you think that you have to be rigid and tough all the time, then, yeah, you're going to be a wreck on the inside. Um, You know, not that you should be crying and sobbing all the time, but there's a lot of other emotions that you can have. Um, You know, affection, passion, laughing, joy, all those things are healthy that dads, I think, are showing more and more. I don't think that we need to I don't think the truth and answer for men is to be feminine, and be overly emotional. I don't think that's the ultimate goal is that only if guys showed their emotions, would they be healed. I think that's a, a narrative that some people tell men that oh, if you you know, disregarded your masculine inherent traits, and were less dangerous, or less assertive, or less aggressive, less scary to me, if you're just more feminine, then you would find your purpose. And some guys, you know, the happy wife, happy life guys, they buy into that. Okay. But I don't think that's that's true at all. But what this person saying, you know, I can't show my emotions, they need me to be strong. I think that's more of can't show any emotions. So yeah, you got to show emotions, especially around your family, especially around your kids, if you want to grow up healthy. There is a, a line though, where if you're overly emotional, I think there's things that need worked out that you need to talk to someone about. Can I trust my instincts? Is what someone said That's a thought that hold that holds men back? Can I trust my instincts? And I think that comes from lying to yourself. I think if you can't trust your instincts, it's because you've made yourself promises that you haven't kept. So if you said, Okay, I'm gonna start eating healthy tomorrow, and then you didn't do it. If you said, I'm gonna stop looking at this crap. On the internet tomorrow, and then you didn't. If you said, I'm going to stop stealing next week, and you didn't. I think when that happens over and over and over again, you look back on your life and you stop trusting yourself. You stop trusting your ability to make decisions because you don't believe yourself anymore. Whenever you say, I'm going to do this in the future, you don't believe yourself because you have all these memories and patterns in the past of never following through. So that's my take on that of not being able to trust yourself. Am I good enough to accomplish blank by myself? So the person who put this was talking about parenting. They're a single he was a single dad, three kids. He said, am I good enough to do this on my own? And the truth is, is everyone's good enough to to be a great parent on their own. That and also another harsher truth is that it's better with two people. It's better with a father and a mother. Um, It can be done with one that's not to disparage or downgrade anyone that's doing that did it on their own, obviously, but it's better with two. And if you are on your own, and you are doing it alone, yes, you can do it, you can be amazing. If you're in in that situation where you are alone. Yeah, of course, you can do it alone. And you can do an amazing job. It's going to be really, really hard. It's going to be harder than if you had to, you have to accept that if you just lie to yourself and say, well, it's going to be easier for me. And who cares, I don't need, I don't need a father, I don't need a mother, I can do it on my own, just as good, or I can do it. Um, you know, it's going to be easier than if I had that other person. Then if you if you lie to yourself, that's not setting you up for success. Nothing good happens whenever you lie to yourself, you have to acknowledge that it's going to be hard, you're gonna to have to acknowledge that you're going to have to work harder. And then then you can make a plan. If you tell yourself, If if you're overweight and you look in the mirror and say, I'm not overweight, then guess what? You're not going to lose any weight. You have to say, yes, I have an issue. Now that I accept that I have an issue, I need to do these things. So, yeah, um, you can do it on your own. You just have to accept the plight you're in and make a plan. You can still make an amazing life for your family and kids, but you have to be organized to make a plan with it. The timing isn't right that is and one of those, I'm a perfectionist, so I can't do it right now. When the, reality is, the, when the reality is, we're just a little bit scared of what's to come. So waiting for the perfect time is one of those quicksand things that happen to a lot of guys that keeps them stuck. And really, it comes down to we say out loud, the timing isn't right. But what it the truth behind it is that we just feel a little bit more comfortable doing with what doing what we're doing. You know, we're we want to avoid the uncomfortableness of starting something. So we just say, the timing isn't right. Or things will be perfect next week. That's when I'm. That's whenever I'm going to start. Things aren't right where they should be for me to start this thing that I've always wanted to do. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait till that perfect time comes. And like we said before, the perfect time never comes. You only have control over what happens right now. If you knew that for sure the perfect time would come, then play the lottery, then put your paycheck on the lottery. Because that's what it is. It's saying I've got this cash right now, I'm not going to invest it and put it to work right now. I'm going to say, I bet I'm going to win the lottery in the future. I bet this is going to pay off down the road when I have no control over that. So I'm not going to make any attempts right now. I'm going to wait until the perfect time comes along and sweeps me up. That's putting all the control in someone else's hands. Whenever you have a right now in front of you, there is never a perfect time to start anything. You have to just try it now. You have to be willing to get messy and make mistakes and fail. Winners are good at failing. They can fail, but they learn from it. You have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with getting messy. Losers fail, but they think that the universe is against them. Okay, winners are okay failing because they just keep on going. Um, Now time for the quote, in uh, psycho cybernetics. He says, when one problem is solved, another appears to take its place. Life is a series of problems. So and how's that how does it have to do with the timing isn't right? Well, because you might say, well, things are a little messy right now, things will be cleaned up next week. So I'll start next week. It's not the way the world works as soon as you fix one problem, the next problem is going to arise. So we can't go through life avoiding problems. What we should do is go through life getting better at dealing with problems so that when they do occur, they're less of an issue. And last podcast, I talked about my son in jujitsu and my daughter in jujitsu and all the lessons they learned from that. Like my daughter, she, I, you know, the lesson was she can't go the sit to, to reframe the story. She had someone choking her out, another kid, and she didn't like it and she wanted to quit. Okay, so we talked her into learning how to deal with that so that if that ever happens again, she'd be able to deal with the choke. Okay, so problems are going to happen. You cannot run from them, you have to learn how to deal with them. So when even if this week is messy, and you want to wait till next week, that's a mistake, because you don't know what's going to happen next week. Next week could be messier than next than this week. That can definitely happen. So there's another one about um, marital issues that some guys have. My wife will accept me if blank, if I'm like this, my wife will finally accept me, and will be happy. And it goes both ways It you know, it could be either person saying that about the other. And if you're in that relationship with anyone, not just your wife with anyone, then you're already behind. If you're in a relationship where you're just trying to constantly please the other person, and you're not thinking about who you are as an individual. If that's you, then you need an intervention because you can't live life like that. You can't live life trying to please someone else who's never going to accept you because you feel about them differently than they feel about you. Okay, that's when you need to go to marriage counseling, you have talks, you can't let things progress until you deal with this issue, because it's going to affect everything. It's going to affect your marriage, it's going to affect your relationship with your kids. If this is just a girlfriend boyfriend issue, then fix that or get out of it. If you're not married yet, no kids, then you have no nothing is tying you down. But if you are trying to change yourself so that someone accepts you, then you just don't value yourself very much. You know, you are not you don't think you're good enough as a person because you have to please this other person, you need to raise your value to someone else's standards. That means what you are doing, you don't think it's very valuable. You, know, you look into yourself and see who you are. And you don't see much. So you're seeing what the other person is seeing. Okay, you need to see the greatness in you. And then let the other person accept that And if they don't, you move on someone said, Am I the thing that's causing my demise? So am I kind of self sabotaging myself? Am I the one getting in the way? And that thought can come from past memories of that actually happening. The truth is, maybe you are, you know, maybe you are making constant bad decisions. And another truth is, is it doesn't have to always be that way. You can change that cycle, you can change your patterns of behavior, it can happen to everyone. It doesn't have to stay that way forever. Um, If you feel that's you, then take a pause, think back on the memories of your life. And most likely, you're forgetting some of the great ones. Most likely, you're just remembering the negative ones in your own negative actions. And once again, this is like intervention time. This is where this is time where you start writing things down, looking through old photos, remembering old accomplishments you have. And if you think back on your past and think, man, 90% of that was just garbage, then you need to make that 5050. And then 9010 the other way, you need to think back on your life on the great things you had. And for whatever reason, a lot of us focus on the negative, all the time, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of guys focus on the negative, instead of all you know, 100 good things can happen. One bad thing happens, all we do is think about the bad thing. So if that's your life in terms of memories, then you need to get up the count of those positive memories where you're crushing it and start to think of yourself in that way. Because sometimes we are our own demise. Okay? Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. If it's true and you acknowledge that, then you need to fix those behaviors. If it's not true and you're just thinking it, then well you've got you've got a fake boogeyman in your head that you need to kill. A quote from Psycho-Cybernetics, human beings always act and feel and perform in accordance with what they imagine to be true about themselves and their environment. Super important. Human beings always act and feel and perform in accordance with what they imagine to be true about themselves and their environment. So how you see yourself. If you've ever read Atomic Habits by James Clear, he goes into this as well. He talks about the habits and actions we take are a vote for who we think we are. So we do what we think someone like us does. So human beings always act and feel and perform in accordance with what they imagine to be true about themselves. So do you think you are the kind of person that does blank? If you think you're the kind of person that works out, then you're going to work out. If you think you're the kind of person that always gets knocked down and stays down, then when that, happen, when that failure comes in your life, when you do get knocked down, you're gonna stay down. Have you rewritten the story of your life to where you are a person, to where now you think, if I get knocked down, I'm gonna get back up again. I always get back up again. You think, yeah, bad stuff happens to me, but I always get back up again. I always learn from it. It's not a big deal. If that's how you see yourself, then guess what? Next time you get knocked down, you're going to get back up and you're going to succeed. See, the difference is how you see yourself. If you see yourself as someone who's always gets knocked down and stays down, then that will be what happens to you. Someone said they can't provide for their family and be there for them. So there's some harsh truths there. We only get so much time on the earth. And it's just a fact. If you work a full time job, And you have multiple um, side jobs that are paying you an hourly wage that you have to do after you get home from your full time job, you're not going to see your family. And then your kids will go off to college and you won't know them. And that's a sad truth that many, many men go through. They spend their whole lives working, providing, and they don't get to know their kids, they don't get to know their families. Because they are working tirelessly for their families, and trying to make money in the best way that they know. Okay, a truth is, is that the last couple words I said there, they're working in the best way that they know. What don't they know? They don't know better ways to make money. Okay, and that's when we start to talk about online digital income. There are better ways to make money. So you can make more money than you're making right now, work less time, and spend more time with your family. People are doing that. I personally know many people who are doing that. Okay, I have a full time job. I also do things online. And because of that, because of the income that I can have through that, I'm able to take my family on fun trips, we're able to have a lot of time together. Okay, I can I'm not worried about, um, you know, going off to Home Depot or some other job to make extra income, where I'm going to miss my family. No, I can have a high return on my investment of time. But you have to know certain things to be able to do that. You can't just grab a computer start typing away. And have that happen. You have to be aware that you have to learn new things. Okay. Playing the safe route is just finding a job, another second job where you don't have to learn too many new things like, um, I need some extra money. So I'm just, you know, when you're a kid, you just start shoveling driveways and you got 20 bucks for a driveway or 10 bucks for a driveway. You don't have to know much for that, but it does take up a lot of your time. And that is the truth. Many men do spend their whole lives and what ends up happening is all they do is provide and they can't enjoy their families, that can happen. And you have to accept that that can happen. If you tell yourself that can't happen, then there's no way that you can improve. Same as what we said earlier, you have to accept the situation you're in, or you can't improve it. Okay. If you're working three different jobs that pay you hourly, you're in a hamster wheel. You're running faster and faster, but staying still, you're not getting out of that. You have to start something that has the potential for exponential growth. That's why I talk about trying to do something trying to learn online skills so much because that has the potential for exponential growth. Okay, you can't keep getting more hourly jobs. You can, but you, you can't work 24 hours a day. Okay, and if you do that, sure, you'll have some more money coming in. But then what is your life? Is your life just those paychecks coming in? No, you want to be there for your family. You want to, on your last breath, you want to look back and remember these memories because that is your life. Your life is the memories that you make with the people that you love. It's not the paycheck coming in. It's not the hours you worked. It's not your job. It is for some people. And no one likes those people. No one wants to be around those people. Okay, you want to be someone who your life is memories of being there with your family, being loved, loving other people. And you, the fact is, you can't do that. With some jobs, you can't do that. If you're tied down to hourly work. Okay. Um, some, situ- some people are in situations where that's fine. You know, where they're making enough money, I'm not saying that everyone has to be making money online you know, it, so there's a lot of people who make enough money, they're perfectly happy with their families, and their situation. And they're good, they go to their nine to five, you know, they get a nice paycheck, then they've got the rest of their time to themselves and their families. That's fine. But there's a lot of guys who aren't and I'm talking to those guys. Okay, the ones who work their nine to five, and have to do extra hourly jobs, and are miserable because they you know they they're missing all these moments with their family, trying to make ends meet with these hourly wages. There's opportunity out there. You just have to be willing to go get it. Um someone said, what if I don't succeed? Another person said, how can I pursue this if I don't know the outcome? Those are kind of the same thing. So all of that is fear of the unknown. It's why would I try this if I don't know the outcome? But I bet those same people are playing the lottery. You know, I bet there's some same people make, you know, go gamble on sports games or you know, they'll see a Facebook ad come for some random product. And I bet, you know, you'll buy that I bet you'll go on Amazon and drop a couple hundred dollars on something you've never done before. But a lot of times when you ask people, hey, there's this business course that'll teach you how to do this. It's 50 bucks. You know, oh, I don't, I don't know if that's going to work out. I don't think I'm going to do that. But ooh, that $1,000 grill has a searer on it in a rotisserie. I'm going to do that. It's priorities, you know. And whenever we don't know the outcome for things that are important to us, sometimes that twists what happens. You know, if we, someone says, Hey, I'm starting this pr- fitness program. Do you want to do this with me? You say, Yes. And they say, Okay, it's $500. Say, Ooh, $500. You know, well, you could lose 50 pounds, get strong and live, you know, 10 more years if you do it. And you keep those patterns. Yeah, but what if I don't succeed? But what if it doesn't work out? So I'll just stay here and do nothing. And I'm saying it harshly, but that's what a lot of people think. That's what a lot of guys think. You know, if there's anything that's unknown to them, it's, it's a scam. It's not going to work out. And then boom, all these thoughts that we've been talking about the whole time start going boom, 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 boom in your head. It's all of these things we talked about, comes down to fear of the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. And because we don't know what's going to happen, we stall and we stay still, because we can't predict the outcome. So we also have an ad agency where we help realtors find clients, leads appointments. And I'm on sales calls with realtors all the time. In the easiest ones, the shortest ones, are with the most successful realtors. They understand that risk is part of their job. They don't know me personally, but after a 30-minute conversation, we're doing business together with six to 12 months. The longest conversations, the most painful, excruciating conversations, are with people just starting out, who have never invested in anything before, and need to be reassured 100 times that everything's going to work out that there's zero risk that they're going to get 10 times their money. And people that are listening to this like, yep, if you've ever been on sales calls, I know those people, those ones can drag on and on and on. And I've gotten better at just ending them, because those people are never going to sign and most likely won't be realtors a year from now. If you want to get better at anything, you have to make an investment, you have to put skin in the game. If you want to play everything safe, if you want to play life safe, then stay still, because that's the safest place you can be is where you're at right now. If you want to make more for yourself, then you have to do something different. Nothing different is going to happen. If you stay the same. If you want something different to happen, you have to do something different. Very simple, but true. You're never going to know what's going to happen in the future you're never going to know the future. Fear of the unknown will be there for everything we try to do. But if we want to change part of our lives, if we want to be different a year from now, we have to start right now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Start right now. And no matter what, no matter the fear of the unknown, just take action today.